Hey, welcome to Mariner's Church. Thank you all so much for joining us. I'm Paul. I'm one of the pastors here, and it's terrific that you're here with us today. Do any of you have a favorite song? I think everyone has a favorite song. And on the count of three, I want you to go ahead and sing it. One, two, three. I didn't hear it. Sing a bit louder. Yeah, I like that song. I like that song, too. In life, uh, I have found that there are good songs, like this one. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. And there are bad songs, like this one. desert on a horse with no name it felt good to be out of the rain in the desert you can't remember your name cause there ain't no one for to give you no pain hate that song um what's with this guy in names you know why doesn't he just name the horse and get on with it and there are songs that get stuck in your head and you're gonna hate me for this one Okay, there we go. Now, we're going to start talking about uh, songs today. I'm not talking about Taylor Swift songs or Luke Bryant songs, but actually a playlist of songs that God gave us, songs that talk about life and about our lives and the way we're to live. We're going to talk about songs that God gave us to be able to express ourselves. We're going to talk about songs that bring healing and strength and hope that we need. Uh, coming up, we're going to be spending a few moments on this, but first we're going to take time to really connect with God and the God that loves us and the God that cares about us. So let's take time to worship God. A bunch of years ago, Stevie Wonder uh, put out a great album called Songs in the Key of Life. It's a good album if you're a Stevie Wonder fan, um, but it's the title that always grabbed me. I love the title because when I think of a Bible book called Psalms, I really think, what a great title for that book, Songs in the Key of Life. Uh, the book of Psalms is really a playlist that God gave to us. Now, songs are cool because they express so much, can't they? I mean, they really are able to express feelings. It's like songs almost read the feelings and the thoughts that I'm having, and express them back to me. They express to us, and you can listen to a song and say, you know, yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, just, just, just think of any song, how it expresses back to you your feelings. I think every song except Horse With No Name, which expresses nothing. But psalms do, and they really do talk about life. And it's like God saying, do you feel this way? Listen, I'm going to help you express what's in your heart, what's in your mind, what's in your thoughts. I'm going to express it and help you express it back. Um, God's saying, you feel like this? Here, listen. Listen to this 
song or listen to this psalm. Psalms will talk about joy in life, fear of the future, love of God, anger at God, hating life, loving life, feeling alone, feeling groovy, or feeling not so groovy. Psalms have all of that. Basically, it's God saying, here's a songbook for you. I will inspire it. So when you're singing, you're singing actually my words of how, how you're feeling. And if you were to turn to Psalms in your Bible, you would see God's playlist for you. And by the way, if you don't have a Bible and want one, just email me and I'll, and I'll send you one. But realize when you're looking at the book of Psalms in the very middle of your Bible, you're actually looking at words to songs. Now, we don't have the music, so we don't know actually the tune. So I just assume every time I'm reading one that they're all to the Allman Brothers Ramblin' Man, which, by the way, is one of the best songs of all time. And if you were to have a Bible handy, turn to Psalm 1. And if you don't have one, we're going to show the words um, up here on the screen. Um, it's a song because, again, all psalms are songs. Hey, remember, remember Sesame Street? I don't know how many of you grew up on Sesame Street. Maybe your kids did. Remember they had a song and they'd play it every, every so often, A New Way to Walk. Remember that? I got a new way to walk. You know, walk, walk. I got a new way to walk. Walk, walk. I got a new way to walk, and my new walk suits me fine. And, and that's what Psalm 1 talks about. It's all about a new way to walk, a new way that you can walk in life. It's, it's a song about the way God wants you to be walking through in your life um, so that life works for you. And I'm going to read Psalm 1, and, and remember it's to the tune of what? Ramblin' Man. So just think of that as I'm reading through it. It says this, Blessed, blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in its season. Its leaf doesn't wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they're like chaff, which, which the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. All right, as, as I was reading that, as, as you look at it, as you go back and read it, you'll see pretty quickly it's, it's singing about two different types of people. A person who's walking right and a person who's walking wrong. And there's a comparison. And, and it's going to show what each life is like. It'll say the one who's walking right is like a tree planted by streams of water. And you kind of get an image in your head of that. A, a, a fruitful tree. A strong tree. And the other, it'll say, is like chaff, what the wind blows away. Now, chaff is a weird word. Actually, it's fun to say chaff. It's fun to say chaff. We don't know chaff because most of us don't live in a farming community. 
But, but a chaff is like the shell or the remnants of, of, of wheat after you've threshed it. Um, it's like the leftover stuff. If you've ever been to a Little League field, um, you'll know sunflower seeds. Kids in the dugout chew them and spit them out. And it makes a mess. And, 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 and actually, so when I was coaching Little League kids, I just gave the kids chewing tobacco. Kidding, kidding. But kids, what they do is they put a bunch of seeds, a mouthful of seeds, in, in, their, in their mouth, and, and, and um, they'll, they'll chew on them and spit them out, and really the seeds, the leftover remnants, the shells will get trampled on in the dugout. And it's a comparison of what our life can be like. A seed shell or a stable tree. What do you want to be? And here's a place where you and I get to choose our lives. Where do we want to be? Do we want to be leftover sunflower seeds or do we want to be like a stable tree? What do we want our lives to be like? So verse 1 gives us the old way to walk. You know, if there's a new way to walk, this is going to talk about an old way to walk. And it says this, this guy, an old way to walk, walked in the counsel of the wicked. He stands in the path of sinners and he sits in the seat of scoffers. And, and if you have your Bible, um, you want to circle three words. The word walk, the word stand, and the word sit. And I think it's cool that with each word, it kind of, life kind of goes downhill, doesn't it? I mean, it just kind of gets worse. Um, it gets more permanent. Walking, standing, and then, of course, what? sitting. When you're walking, you're, you're, of course, you're walking and you're moving, um, and you can keep going. It, it, it's kind of a casual stroll or taking a walk to see a life that you know isn't the one that God would want. This is what it's talking about here. Um, he's talking about the person who's walking in the counsel of the wicked. I'm walking, you know, I'm walking, and I'm, and I'm moving, and, and I can stop or I can actually keep going. Next, it moves to stand. Stand means I've stopped walking. I'll just stand here a while in the path of sinners. I'm just going to hang a bit. I'm just going to hang here and hang out, you know, and kind of see what this, this wrong life is all about. I'm just going to check it out for a while. And before long, I'm doing what? Sitting. I'm not going anywhere. I've got my meat in the seat. And where am I sitting? I'm sitting with scoffers. A scoffer is someone who would kind of make God a joke in life. You know, this God thing isn't really all that much. God's not good in my life. You got, you got walking, you got standing, and you got sitting. Have you ever been there? I mean, I, I, I hate that digression or that erosion because I've been there, and maybe you've been there as well. I'm walking, and I'm slowing down because whatever it is that's wrong is kind of catching my interest. I'm standing because now I'm becoming captivated by it. I might as well just sit. Stay here for a while. 
And so I'm supposed to ask, when I look at this psalm, we're supposed to ask, what areas am I walking that I really shouldn't be? Where am I walking that I shouldn't be walking in my life? Where am I standing that could really mess up my closeness with God? Where am I standing? Am I sitting in a spot that destroys this incredible life that God has given me through Jesus? Am I sitting in a spot that just ruins it? And, and we talk about all the time here at Mariner's Church, this thing with God is not a religion. I don't like religion. It's a relationship with God. And like any relationship, there are things that can build it up, and there's things that can just tear it down. It just can rip it apart. And this whole, you know, walk, stand, sit thing tears it down. It, it messes it up. Um, ever, ever watched a campfire? Ah, of course you have. Everyone's been at a campfire. And if you're a kid, campfires are like the coolest thing ever. Um, and you find a poking stick, you know, and you poke the fire, and you kind of begin to explore. And you, you smack the logs, and you watch the sparks you know, fly up. And your parents would always say what? Hey, be careful with that, because parents have to say that. It's in the parent rule book. You don't know, say that when your kid's around a campfire. And, and, and what you'd do is you'd see how long you'd stick your poking stick in. You'd see how long your, it would take before your poking stick catch fire. And then you'd, you know, you'd wave it around and... And then what you do is you, you, you chop at some coals and you, you pull them away from the main part of the fire. And you'd watch as those coals were pulled away from the hot part of the fire that those coals would begin to what? They'd die out. And you'd get them close again and, and they'd ignite again. And it's a, it's a simple thing. And of course, that's like our attitude. The closer I am to God... Uh, the more on fire I'll be. But if I move, I grow colder and colder. And of course, I'm supposed to ask myself with that illustration, where am I? It's supposed to make us think. You know, is, is my walk moving me closer to God? Or I'm satisfied and just sitting around in a spot that destroys this incredible life or ruins or hurts or tarnishes this incredible relationship God has given to me. If I walk and then sit, or stand and then sit, what do I become? I come like, become like chaff. Sunflower seeds that the wind blows away. Psalm 1 would say, don't be that guy. Find a new way to walk. And here's the new way to walk. It says this, but his delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord and he meditates on his law day and night. Okay. Um, God's law. That would be what? No, that would be the Bible. That would be the scriptures we have, the Bible, and they had, when, when David wrote this a long time ago, they they had a large part of the Old Testament, and now it includes the New Testament. And what it's saying is that, hey, some way, 
and in a real way, a full way, my interaction with the Bible plays a major role in the success of my life. My use of it, my interaction with it, my connection with this Bible is crucial on how I will walk, and how I walk is crucial in the success I have in life, the prosperous prosperity that I will have in life. How's that, I mean, how's that even work? Well, another word, if you don't mind circling it, that would be the word delight. This deals with my heart attitude, not just towards the Bible, but to the God who gave it to me. I mean, why does it say Scripture is really so important? It's, it's because it is. I mean, it's because of what it all is to us. It's like when a friend writes a text or, or an email or a letter to you. How come you read it? You read it because it's from them. And they're important to your life. And by not reading a letter that someone sends to you only reveals your heart and your attitude towards that person. And so when we talk about the Bible, I'm not talking about your duty it is to read it. And if we approach anything that somebody writes because it's my duty, because I have to read it, you're starting out wrong. I hate it if I send a letter to you and you said, oh, well, crud, he sent another letter. I guess I got to read this one too. It does nothing to me, and honestly, it'll do nothing to you as well. It's saying, God, you're incredible. And you want me to have a personal relationship. You've given that opportunity to me. And, and, and you're communicating now to me what you've done in history. You're communicating to me how you want to work in my life. You're giving me principles that will make my life better. God, you've done that to me, and you've done that for me. My goodness, God. I can learn about you and your ways, your heart, your attitude. Can't wait to connect with you that way. And by learning and reading and putting this into my life, a change, and as I change, my life changes, and as my life changes, life around me changes. My attitudes, my ambitions, my values... Life no longer becomes about me, it becomes about others. Do you understand how you start becoming like a tree planted by the water that yields its fruit in season? God puts a high value on the Bible. He, he, he just does. And the questions we always ask are, how do I start and where do I start and how much should I read? And these are all good questions. Everyone's asked them. Um, they can be answered pretty easily. You know, start with the New Testament and read about Jesus. There you go. How much should I read? I don't know. It says delight in it. So delight in every word that you read. Read as much as you want in delight in the love of a God who, who loves you. Again, it says this. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers, ever. Two ways to walk, 
One, you can, you can walk in places you shouldn't. You can stand and kind of hang out in places you shouldn't. And you could sit where you shouldn't. Chewed up, spit out sunflower seeds, bottom of a dugout floor. Or you can delight yourself in the law of the Lord, in scriptures, in the God that loves you. Reading it not because it's a duty, not because you have to, not because you need to spend 10 minutes a day reading the Bible. You delight in a God that loves you and connects with you. I want to end with a little story. Pastor Chuck Swindoll tells us when it's of a construction of a city hall in a small Pennsylvania community. And the town was real excited. They were able to build this new city hall. It was something the whole town was proud of. Ribbon cutting, high school band, all that stuff going on. And, and they moved everybody in. But a few weeks after the whole moving in part, strange things began to happen to the building. Doors just, they didn't close properly. Windows couldn't open easily. Cracks began to appear in the walls. In a few months, the front door couldn't be locked because the foundation had shifted. And so they obviously had to do some research, and an investigation showed that there were deep mining blasts a few miles away, and they had caused shock waves, which weakened the earth beneath the foundation. Soon the, found, soon the building had to be vacated, and it was condemned. Walk, stand, sit, be like chaff. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. The walls begin to crack. Doors don't close. Windows don't work. Life doesn't work the way you want. Friendships don't happen the way they should. Values are shifted, so all of a sudden they're out of alignment with what God would want. Why? Because you're not like the tree planted with water. You're not spending the time correctly and connecting with a God who makes life right. There is not the slightest similarity between the spiritual growing life and the spiritually eroding life. Not a bit. And so Psalm 1, this song that God gives us, the first on God's playlist for us, really moves us to ask the question, who am I? Where am I? What am I doing? How am I walking? Old way of walking? Bad way of walking? Walking, standing, sitting? Or standing in a good place? Spending time knowing God, knowing what he's like and living a life with him. I'm going to invite you to take a second. Pray with me, if you would, please. And just in these moments, I, I think God is wanting us to ask ourselves the question, who am I? How am I walking? 2021 just started. How am I going to walk in this life? 
I think it's time to ask yourself a question. Am, am I walking in a, in a bad place? Am I walking in the counsel of the wicked? Maybe there are people in your life that are not leading you closer to Christ, closer to the God who loves you. Are you standing in the path of sinners? Maybe seeing how close you can come to sin without really involving yourself into it, but you're pretty close. Or maybe you've decided to kind of put your rear in the place where you're now in the seat in a bad place. That's where you are. God wants you to return back, to get up and move out of that. With God, there's always second chances. Always, always. Take a delight in Him. To say, God, I'm going to kind of get myself out of the bad spot. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you that you move us to places of growth. Thank you you move us to places where we can heal up. Take us to good places, Lord. And we thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.